Okay, 48-hour assault bike debrief. How are you feeling? Good. Like, not as bad as I thought of it. I mean, I don't feel bad at all. Um, I thought I'd feel pretty, like, physically beaten up and very, like, mentally drained, but all good. On mm. the level. Feeling fine. Mm. Was there anything that hurt, like, during during the event? Ass. <laughs> all, all ass and knees. That was uh, knees, not so much predominantly ass. Mm. I was the other way around. My knees were fucked. Um, so I predominantly used my upper body for the whole thing. I basically rode for forty-eight hours, and you <laughs> and you basically pedaled for forty-eight hours. So between us, we, we were doing both. But no, it was fine. Um, there was nothing necessarily that made us hit a wall and we're like okay we're gonna end up breaking down this is probably not a clever idea blah 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 um the only thing that was difficult was the second night that got i got ludicrously tasty yeah but we always said from the beginning that it was going to be the second night mm. would be like the proving grounds you know we were either gonna we were either gonna break or we were gonna get through that and you know once the sun came up then we were sweet. Mm, because we, you woke up at 4.30 in the morning the day of, didn't you? Yeah. I woke up at 5.30, so an hour later, and then we did, we started the bike at 6 p.m. on the Friday. Neither of us had a fucking nap uh, that day, so we'd already been up over 12 hours. Um, so it's literally, it's pretty much three days. Yeah like two and a half, over two and a half days. So that second, you know, the first night we were all hyped up, you know, ooh, it's a bit exciting. We're pedaling away, um, looking at a wall for hours upon end. Yeah. And then um, it was get through the 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 full day, the full first day. Um, and then, yeah, the second night was, was horrendous. Second night was mentally painful. Mm. Physically, still, like, there wasn't, there wasn't really a point of it that was physically challenging mm. um the whole thing was just very monotonous and the, just a huge mental grind and that really you know um that got bad on that second night i mean i mean you had two distinct naps where i thought you were comatized or comatose it's comatose isn't it comatose wow i thought you died <laughs> right, i'm gonna go a step further i thought you died because we were shouting at you we had a mate come down from um midnight to 6 a.m both nights to make sure we we didn't both fall asleep which was which was really good because that second night i mean he was basically dead and then i fell asleep whilst pedaling on the bike <laughs> continuously pedaling and I just distinctively hear this voice get a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And then I get Josh, our mate, basically his face was right next to my head. It was like, mate, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> and at that stage, you know, I just lift the head. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> and just keep going. Um, oh, one time my left side of my low back locked up. Um, but that's about it. It locked up for maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. 
Yeah, yeah, there was one rotation that my my lower back got real sore. I think it was because it was at the point that that my ass was so sore that I couldn't sit normally. I had to like put I had to keep rotating like cheek to cheek and putting more pressure on one than the other. And that was really throwing my back out of alignment because yeah, whichever cheek was like taking the majority of the load, it was also that leg that was doing the majority of the pendulum. And uh, yeah, back did not like that. But we also had a yeah. uh, a kick float for swimming that we would <laughs> we would shove underneath our ass, um, just so it gave us a little bit more cushion for the pushing. Yeah, very like ungracefully like feed it into each other's ass in the transition. Yeah, but it did the job. We got some bike shots like halfway through. Um, they were good, but the damage was already long done at that point. You know. It was good. Uh, some amazing support. Um, I didn't really, I didn't know what to expect in terms of support. No, but, um, I thought we'd just kind of, you know, we'd just kind of go and people would tune into the, into the live feed every now and again. Mm. But, we had multiple people coming down to to bring us food, just hang out and talk, you know. Like um yeah, yeah, right. on the on the first night when we first started, um we had people coming in, dropping off um parades and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the next morning. Uh Kira the owns Unbreakable that we did it at, she brought us in like a, a heavy duvet for for napping on the couch, which was definitely necessary that for that was second stunning. night. Yeah. Like, that we would have had a terrible time of things without it. Mm. And uh, got us some coffees. Um, my old man and my sister and a partner came in with uh, some brekkie for us. And yeah, it was just a continuous like trend after that of people coming in, bringing, bringing food, bringing drinks, items of comfort, all that kind of shit, and just hanging out and having conversations, which which helped. Every time it got to a point where we were like mentally starting to show signs of cracking, someone would kind of just randomly turn up mm. and that would take your focus away from it and give you, you know, something else to kind of draw your, your attention and your energy as you just robotically pedaled. Yeah, definitely having a conversation whilst you're on the bike was was so needed because like like we said it was that five to 15 minute mark which was the absolute killer so like between zero and five minutes like you're just getting used to okay i'm on the bike again you know i'm pedaling and and pull and pushing and then between 15 and 30 minutes you're like oh well i'm over halfway so i might as well just keep going and the last five minutes, it's like, oh, it's only the last five minutes. So whatever. It's that 10 minute in the middle between five and 15 where yeah. it feels like every minute was about 30 minutes in length. Yeah. And we couldn't consistently like interact with each other that much because you'd be on the bike pedaling. And then when you come off, you're going to the bathroom, mm. you're having some food, you're having a walkabout or just like sitting down, having a rest. Trying to lie down. Yeah. So for the person on the bike, it, it was it was huge having people coming in to talk to. Because, yeah, could always talk to each other. And when we did, it was usually once we'd entered a, a state of, like, 
deep delirium, <laughs> just, you know, just sleep deprivation. It was maybe like a two-hour stretch where we didn't really say anything. We just manically laughed every time we looked at each other. Yeah, yeah. everything was funny. Yeah, but no, nothing had any reason to be funny. No. It was fucking hilarious, you know? Yeah. Dur- during that, like, long second night, um, things did get weird with... Um, seeing things hearing things and we're hearing like a woman's voice at one point while you were in the bathroom and uh there was there was no one around and it was like the middle of the night i ended up like pedaling fast of like trying to escape whatever it was i think it was just the wheel squeaking i thought it was like a woman like saying uh, something. the wheel <clears throat> the wheel was squeaking from minute one yeah 48 hours of just hearing the wheel squeak. And to be honest with you, it didn't really annoy me. No. I think the bike in general was just pissing me off so much that the squeak didn't really... I think it annoyed me. people on the live feed more than it did us. Yeah. You know, everyone's constantly commenting, being like, oh, squeaky wheel though. <laughs> yeah, let me just stop and oiling it up for you. Oh, yeah, I have noticed. Yeah, and like, and the bike was always the coldest part of the room as well uh, oh. which is something that i didn't really um expect going into it because you just got that front that front wheel just constantly spinning mm. so as soon as like the the cold had kind of set in for for the night you were just blasting all of that up into your own face up through your shorts up through your shot yeah yeah it got really weird because obviously we had <clears throat> we had some stuff to put on over the top to to keep warm on the rotation off the bike yeah, during the nights, like it would obviously the temperature would go down and blah blah blah, um, and like because of sheer tiredness, we're not pedaling as quick. So you know the levels of sweat and uh, the body temperature is going to be a little bit lower. That we ended up just having to keep it on and just pedaling through it. And uh, yeah, you just keep on this like sweaty, damp, like cold. Yeah, it was like wearing a wetsuit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. Not, it was not a good time. Um, I stank. Oh my god, we stank. Yeah, yeah. We had to. We had to dip into the shower. Um, once morning, kind of rocked around on the last day. Um, not necessarily to you know clean ourselves up, but more just uh, for a bit of um, extra like mental fortitude. You know, like getting out of those those just like ruined clothes from the from the two evening sessions and just having a, you know, a chance to kind of reset your brain, reset your body, put some like new clothes on. It was, it was massive. How was the shower for you? It was fucking glorious. It was great. It was so hot. It immediately like steamed up. Like this is, I don't want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be a part. I don't like craving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think, uh, Anyone tuned into live stream or watched any of our stories got a absolute comedy set for oh. 48 hours for free. Because you never knew what you were coming into. Mm. Like, because the the live stream didn't work out as we intended. Uh, we were hoping to just run one continuous stream, and our only concerns was that the phones might overheat. Phones were completely fine, and um, no issues at all there. Um, with them being like plugged in, charging, and running the feed, like. They were sweet, but it was three hours in. Instagram hit us with a, a copyright notice because of the music that was playing in the background. 
So then we had to swap out for another phone and uh, that lasted two hours before it got copyrighted and swapped, lasted an hour. And then it got to the point where it was every like 10, 15 minutes it was copywriting us. Um, so we had to stop, maybe like let it cool off for like an hour. Um, but yeah, they just kept on doing it. We were getting progressively more and more tired. It was turning into too much of a hassle and not enough people were constantly tuned in to to make it worthwhile running the the live feed, especially at night. Um, yeah, so just uploading just individual like stories was was good and it's stayed there. Um, so people could just kind of drop in and watch all of that and we could get a better idea of who was watching as well mm. and see what the range of everything was. <clears throat> Plus you can go through it like a highlight reel and literally pinpoint the time where we lost our mambles. Yeah. Yeah, I was there, like people that were jumping on to watch either the, the live stream or the story posts, like they had no idea what they were going to get. It could just be one of us on the bike as the other one was lying on the couch and that's all you were seeing just as doing the work mm. or one of us having a complete mental breakdown, <laughs> you know. There was a few just like, you know, you'd be like napping on the couch and no one, no one is tuned into the live feed. And I'm going on like a 20 minute tangent explaining like the, the deep meaning of life, yelling at the camera, swinging back and forth on the bike and no one's listening. You know, I'm going to turn the feed off and that video is like lost forever. Yeah. And then the updates, like the, the timestamp kind of updates that was, you know, jump on and be like, Hey guys, it's, uh, we're at the 24 hour point and then it'll be like a good, 30 second break <laughs> just like staring at the camera eyes like gloss over and yeah then all of a sudden come back to it you know there was no need to break my, my mind's just kind of shut down in <laughs> varying periods yeah yeah hilarious like going back and watching all of it there wasn't like there wasn't any of the videos that doesn't like make me crack up as you can just see how like <laughs> ruined we are, you know. Eyes just like so like sunken and heavy, you know, constantly like laughing. Nothing to laugh about, but always laughing. I just felt sorry for people that wanted to come in the gym and just have a nice weekend training session. Yeah, you could definitely tell who the people were coming in that we were aware that we were gonna be there. Mm. And the people that had absolutely no idea what was going on. Mm. Why are these two guys on this assault bike why have they been on it for the entire like three hours that i've been in the room why have they got a sofa why are there empty pizza boxes everywhere why is christmas music playing oh the christmas music <laughs> oh that got us through a good like four or five hours yeah yeah christmas music and the lion king soundtrack at least three full run-throughs of the lion <laughs> king soundtrack um, yeah 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 some really questionable music choices at times <laughs> that was that was going into the the second night we had people coming in to kind of wish us luck and see how we were going they were arriving like later in the evening and the cheese had definitely slid off both of our crackers and there's all of you know michael Bublé's like christmas number one's playing <laughs> what is what is going on here <laughs> Not being able to hold down a conversation. Or, I mean, I mean, it was it was 
one or two things, right? Someone's going to come in, support us, give us some, give us some uh, support or a power aid or whatever. And it's either going to be, we can't hold the conversation. So it's like, give us a high five or a fist bump. Good luck, fellas. Out they go. Or we rope them into like this 30 minute long conversation about the meaning of life. Yeah. Um, and completely on call for, didn't ask for it. They were talking about, I don't know, how good the pizza was last night. And the next thing you know, they're roped into the meaning of the universe. And you'd literally just see them like, how am I supposed to get out of this conversation? Yeah, yeah they knew they were trapped, you know? Mm. They're like, do you want me to bring in pepperoni or ham and cheese? And be like, I think it's irrelevant because <laughs> there's no real reason for his being here and there's no real reason for the topping on the slice. And then that was up. Down the wormhole you go. <laughs> they all of a sudden look as empty <laughs> inside as we were. But that is what it is. You know, it was all part of it. And you decided to squat? Yeah, there was coming out of the the second evening. I think it was like like 6 a.m. It was like, I'm going to do some back squats <laughs> during my rest period. I did like a set with the empty bar and then some with the, the 40 kilos and then jumped up to 60. And then I did like three reps at 100 kilos and decided that that was, that was silly. I was silly. I wasn't going to do it again. Did try it again and knew that I would die if I got there into the bottom of it. So, you know, gave up on that idea. Did, like, make my legs, you know, feel a lot looser, though. Hmm. I was tempted, but my knees were hurting within the first half an hour. That's fair. So, um, <clears throat> no. Yeah, that's fair. That's sensible. Sensible. It was a good time. A great time. Um, would, yeah. Would we do it again? Would no. we do it again? <laughs> no. I'm never setting foot on a uh, on a stock bike again. I'm not even going to touch one. Never. Not if someone asked me to help them move it, not to use it. They would just need it moving for anything. I'm going to refuse. I'm not going to touch an assault bike Ever. for the rest of my life. Last night I had a dream that I went into the gym that we currently train at, which is a lovely gym. You know, it's a great spot and. I got in to do a class and they had a 30 minute warm up on the assault bike programmed and I left. I packed in my membership. I walked out the door and that was it. <laughs> you know? like, and that's how it will go down in real, in real life, you know? Yeah. I mean, I kept dreaming that I knew my arms weren't moving because obviously I'm laid down and they were like sprawled out like a starfish. But I kept dreaming and kept moving my legs. Because I was like, oh, my arms aren't moving. So if my arms aren't moving, my legs have to be moving to make the bike move because the bike can't stop moving. And I kept moving, okay, kept moving my legs throughout the night. Yeah. Sleeping there wasn't fun either. Like, I'd been awake for about two days before I caved and decided to, to start napping. And I think all up, I only napped for about two hours during during the whole thing. Hmm. Um hence me being like dead to the world the first couple of times but not once did i feel like i'd fallen asleep um yeah it was weird well i wasn't even aware that i'd gone to sleep um and every time i was like woken up it was was very like traumatizing to Mm. suddenly like come back to reality wake up feeling like you should have been at home but realize that you're still there and that you had to get back onto the bike so i think it's like like four 20 30 minute naps 
Um, yeah, and that was that. I just decided that I just needed to kind of caffeinate myself from that point and just not sleep because the the feeling of waking up to still being there wasn't worth the the rest that I didn't really feel like I was getting from from the naps. Yeah, it was really weird. It sent you into like a five to ten minute state of like paranoia because you'd obviously fall asleep or you thought you fell asleep for five, ten minutes. Um, and then you wake up, it had only been two minutes and you think you've had an entire night's sleep all the other way around. You don't feel like you've slept. Um, and then someone's, some whichever one's on the bike shouts you and be like, you got five minutes and then you're on. It freaks you out because you're like, no, 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 I haven't, I've not laid down. I've lost like 20, 25 minutes of my life yeah. because I don't recall it happening. Uh, but my mind was still active. Like I remember most of the time I lay down, I knew exactly what the songs were. I know what time the songs changed. Like I, I knew the conversations you were having uh, with, with Josh during the night. So I was like cognitively still aware, but apart, like yeah, clearly my body had like shut down and gone to sleep. Yeah, I think there was only one, because you got quite a lot of um, small naps in, and I think there was only one that I had to say your name more than once mm. to, to get you up. And I never had to like yell or anything like that. No, I heard you say it and it fucked me. It just like jumped me out. Like I, yeah, it fucked with me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I was like out, but I just was completely like unaware that mm. I'd gone to sleep. And when I like woke up, I, yeah, I just, I didn't understand why it was my turn to get back on the bike. <laughs> as far as I was concerned, I'd only just come off of it. And yeah, there was, the, for me, there was no benefit to going to sleep. Uh, it was just, made, it, you know, I think it was, it was only over like a three hour stretch that I squeezed in some naps realistically. I think I had one like towards the end, but yeah, it just made things worse in that time. Yeah, it was mainly just closing your eyes and having a state of like calm because obviously when you're on the bike you're continuously moving and then throughout the days and nights previous we're like walking around you know thinking we need to get some water on board get some food on board go for a piss or whatever but it, it's that state of like i i've got five minutes of calm where nothing needs to be done i don't need to do anything I don't need to hurry up and get something done because I'm back on the bike soon. It's like, it's more like calm period, wasn't it? Yeah, the music was a big factor in all of the individual um, moments as well. Like you could, you could kind of gauge how things were going based off of that. We had a lot of, um, a lot of heavy rock, some metal, a lot of like gangster rap going on, mm. a lot of grimy kind of stuff, and those were that was all during the, the focus kind of periods. And then in the evenings, we kind of softened things down a bit, a bit more like classic rock, some softer music and turned it down a bit. A little bit of indie. Yeah, which um, helped with the, the resting aspect, but made the bike a lot harder because you just had no momentum whatsoever. Um, and you could also tell when those like deep moments of like delirium had set in because that's when the Christmas music and the Lion King and everything came out, you know. It would just added to the surreal feel of things. <laughs> yeah, people coming in the gym and we're literally singing and dancing to Christmas music. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder what they actually thought. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. Like, I wonder what they actually thought. I had a couple of people like message me through Instagram during uh, those stints. They were just like, this is the single like most hilarious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like, you just, you just have truly lost it at this point. The thing is, like, I think the funniest parts were actually when it was just you and I in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Because it was no holes bad. Oh, yeah, we weren't trying to maintain any kind of conversation, hold any composure. Mm. Or, yeah. It was just, you know, <laughs> it was just the two of us. We had to keep ourselves, like, occupied and entertained. <laughs> we just, as a part of, like, why we kind of had to cut the live feed as well, because, like, all of the all of the mental filter was, like, really dismantled at one point. So yeah. we, we, there was all kind of things coming out, some things that probably shouldn't be said. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely was one time when we had it going for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then I got into like a 10 minute run yeah. and. Uh, cut the feed, cut the feed. <laughs> you ended up cutting the feed. Oh no, we were experiencing some technical difficulties. Uh, Alex's brain has like, removed all filters. Um, what do you mean I've been cancelled? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, hilarious though. It's fantastic. Absolutely hilarious. Wouldn't do it again. No, never again. Would recommend it. Yeah. Um, just find out mentally what you're made of. Mm. The um the words written on the wall at at Unbreakable, um, which which was the host venue, um really kept us going, I feel. They've just got it just says unbreakable and then it has the, the dictionary definition written under it which was um, not liable to break or be broken easily. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. And then obviously I wear my necklace that on the back. It says built different. So it's those little, those little uh, nuggets that you remind yourself, you know, when you do end up hitting those walls, because there isn't one, there isn't one wall. That it comes in waves. Comes in waves. Exactly. Um, and you, you remind, me, remind yourself how why you do it, right? And the charity that we did it for, the foundation, like they they obviously do wonders. Um, so we can we can suffer for a little bit for those guys and girls. One hundred and ten percent. You remember why you uh, why you started, and then that pulls you through. Like we had a lot of comments on the live stream just saying like, "Oh, I couldn't do that." Blah blah blah. Well, you can. You just don't give yourself. Um, don't give yourself an option to quit. Remind yourself why you do it. And then also what we said earlier about that brotherhood bond, it's just like, well, he's doing it for me. He ain't going to let it down for me. And I'm going to do the same. I ain't going to let him down. I'm going to do it for him. Yeah, having having a purpose that's like bigger than yourself as well is like a huge factor, I think. Mm. Um, like if I was just, if I was just jumping on the assault bike for two days, for no reason other than to jump on the assault bike for two days, then yeah, potentially break. Um, because there's no reason for me to be doing it, and it's a truly terrible thing to put yourself through. Um, but when it does come to you know trying to convey the message that we were looking to convey and achieve what we, we set out to achieve, then you're not only letting yourself down 
or each other down by stopping, but it's you're devaluing that that higher like purpose that you've you've taken on, that you've taken responsibility for. Hundred mm, percent, man. Because like you know, people could can look at that and gain some strength to pull through whatever dark hour they're going through simply because you know we don't look at it that way but because we're just pedaling away on a bike for for two days straight someone can on the other side of the world can can get a little bit of confidence and a bit of strength from that and that's all they need to you know to find the light and um yeah if we what we quit and we get off and we stop because we're in a little bit of discomfort or your back locks up or you start hallucinating seeing shit you got to put things into perspective right like and and that quote of never end the good fight like like if it's if it's good and it's worth fighting for you won't stop right yeah yeah seeing seeing everyone like come together to to support us as well was great um because this is exactly in line with what what our overall message was on helping people and taking the time out of your day to to do something for someone else. Um, like there was two members, uh, Unbreakable, that we'd never really spoken to before. We'd seen them hanging about doing, the, doing their own training and they came across and spoke to us. And a couple of hours later, they turned up and set up a, a little grill in the back of their, back of their van and cooked us like a full a full steak dinner with um, a big salad and everything like that to keep us going. Um, just because they thought what we were doing was cool and important, you know, and everyone else that came down and dropped off everything else to, to see us through. Everyone that, that shared the the content we were posting as well made sure to reiterate on their own that it's about connecting with people. It's not about the donations. It was um, yeah, just seeing people like take that that message on board was was great to see because you know you have like you can see it like there and then it's like tangible that like people are actually listening and people are you know you're impacting the world around you. They wouldn't have done that if we weren't doing what we did. Hmm. You know, there were so many people like watching the the stories that we were uploading that don't follow any of our other content. And it'd be like you'd upload a video, someone would watch it, and then it could be like a couple of hours before you uploaded anything else. And they're not going to get any notification that you're uploading the content, but you'd see them popping up again, watching. You know, you know that they're actively going out of the way to look at it because it's left some kind of impression on them. And yeah, that was in itself just like hugely rewarding to to know that no matter what the scale, you know, um, like we did what we set out to do, you know, whether it's just like isolated to Christchurch and where we've grown up, like that doesn't matter. That's still, you know, whether it's 10 people or like 10,000 people, um, yeah, you've made like an actual difference in the environment around you. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what we were aiming for. Yeah, man, it's, it's people coming together, right, and um, and helping one another through through thick and thin. Like, I mean, marriage is a big thing, right? And uh, what do they say? Like, you take the vows, and it's like for better for worse. Yet, we don't necessarily live that 
uh, in day-to-day -day life with with everyone. And it's like, you know, people coming together, doing what's needed to be done, banding together through hard times, i.e. COVID or coming out of lockdown or um, illness, whether it's physical, mental, it doesn't matter. It's still health. Banding together is is what gets people through. Like you, you look back through the history books and through the hardest times ever documented, we didn't do it alone. And the people who did it alone didn't come out of it. You know what I mean? It's it's banding together and, and pulling everyone through. And yeah, we couldn't have um, we couldn't have wished for any better support, really. Um, two pretty introverted fellas. So it was a bit weird. Um, people, you know, commenting or coming in and be like, you know, we really appreciate you what you're doing, but at the same time, yeah, it blew both of us away where it's you see the the impact of it not from someone who's benefiting or someone's come in, but you see someone's told someone else. It's like that second hand, um, which really blew me away. Yeah. And it's getting around, right? The message is getting around to, oh, we know you're not necessarily doing all right at the moment. Let's grab a coffee. Let's go for a walk. How about we just like have a movie night, but you don't have to do it on your own. You know what I mean? And you, you kind of see, I saw people getting pulled out of the shell, man. I saw some people, you see the, the spark in their eyes come back a little bit. The smile gets back on their face. And they're like, oh my God, at least two people on the planet give a shit because they're sat on this bike, sleep deprived as hell, miserable as hell for two days, but they're not doing it for, for themselves. Like we didn't, we didn't get anything from it. No, no, we didn't get anything from it. Um, but yeah, as you said, you can see like when it's made the impact, you know, it'd be like, there were some people that we met for like the first time and mm. they'd be doing whatever they could to help us and they'd be going home and uploading like videos that they'd taken of us onto their own social media and encouraging it to be like shared amongst all of their friends. Um, I think the, the majority of the, the donations that, that we got, I have no idea who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, me neither. Just random people looking at another random act of kindness and be like, you know what? I'll get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. It felt good, you know. At the end of the end felt weird. It just kind of stopped. It's kind of empty at the end. I mean, I think a big part of that was just the the, the huge amount of sleep deprivation. Um but having had like a good night's sleep and a bit of time to, to talk about it and process it. Uh yeah, like we're definitely like stoked with what we've done, the outcome. But not satisfied, proud but not satisfied. No. There's no. always something else to be done, you know? Always more. And we always said that this was going to be the kind of thing that would, uh, either it was going to like bomb and it would break us or it was, it was going to go the way that it did. And just, you know, then in the grand scheme of things, not be much in comparison to to what it will lead on to and yeah yeah i think there's definitely going to be a lot more events 
of an ever increasing scoping skill that are going to come out of this. So definitely, you know, keep um, keep listening to the podcast, obviously, and keep uh, following us on on social media and staying in touch because there's going to be a lot of a lot of cool shit mm. in the in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. It's just fighting a good fight again, man, isn't it? And you know, like everything's so noisy. Like everyone just talks all the time, and you know, you look around. There's not much getting done, and uh, I don't know. We're definitely a little bit on the extreme side. That's it. And there was that um that quote earlier on today. Oh, that fucking kicked me in the throat. Yeah, that was amazing. Let me just. You sent it to me, so go on to... Let me just find it. Which summed it up perfectly, yeah. There is no greatness where there is no simplicity, goodness, and truth. And that, that for me, like, sums up exactly how how the weekend was. You know, what, what we did was pretty great. Like, we did something that a lot of people didn't think we were going to succeed in doing uh, in order to achieve a goal. Uh, in itself is pretty great and to spread a message that is great and <clears throat> it was simple it was simple it was good it wasn't over complicated it was just a case of we are going to be here we are going to do this and you're going to talk to people and that'll be the, that'll be the end of it mm. yeah man I think um I think it also highlights another point of the fact of like just stick with your people you know like there's going to be there's going to be times where yeah you'll get doubted um cast out pushed aside whatever in the day like that shouldn't have to shouldn't necessarily have to matter what you got to do is keep your people around keep your head down keep things simple keep the kindness going and then look what came out of it yeah like we've gained a lot more friends. Yeah, that's it. A lot of people get caught up in trying to, to win favour with who they want to be their friends. Um, but if you if you have to do that with someone, then, you know, you're wasting your time, be it, you know, in personal friendships, business, relationships, family, all of it, you know. If you, if you have to compromise, like, who you are and always always be like pushing yourself out there a bit more than you need to then then stop you're wasting your time it needs to be it needs to be like a mutual a mutual thing and just by you know cutting the bullshit and doing just this one individual thing that was just this is what we believe this is why we're doing it we're going to do it and we've done it and it shows you who your friends are you know they, they reach out to you we be it like them actually coming in and doing all the food drops and sitting with us, talking to us, or just tuning into the live stream, sending messages, all of that. You know, it showed you who was who was actually listening, who cared, and who didn't. Which, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like I've lost anything through this. I feel like I've just gained. A massive amount in terms of myself and the way that I view myself and the knowledge of what I'm capable of, the 
the view that I have on myself and the people around me and my my opinion and understanding of of the greater community around me and what makes them tick and what they respond to and what I'm looking for in those people and what they're looking for in me. You know, it was a very pure experience that just brought clarity to a lot of things. Yeah, it was it was a lot of time to like meditate on a lot of things and your mind and goes goes into some really weird, deep dark caves that they probably didn't want to go down with a very rested mind of a of a natural night's sleep. Um but like we said, people band together in, in dark times, right? And and uh, the support that we saw from those individuals around was just a slap in the face of like, these people are your people. These people are the uh, the ones that will follow you into war, regardless of the of the reason why. And um, you know, I might be a little bit biased, but I think the world needs a little bit more of those. And you don't necessarily have to be like that with everyone, but you know, everyone has their own little tribe, but also respect other tribes and uh, keep fighting a good fight, man. And um, like you said, like there is many other things in the world that need fighting for. And I think we're just dumb enough to do it. I don't think there's anything I, well, I know there's not special about us. Like there's talent wise. Nah, apart from you can, you can draw. I'll give you that. You're talented in the, in the drawing sense. Yeah, but I mean, it's just a lot of practice, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same with, with yourself in the poetry, you know? it's um, Not everyone can do that. That's a talent. It's a skill. We've also put a, a lot of years into it. Mm. Um, and I've been I've been drawing since since I could hold a pencil. Mm. Um, That's a good point. I don't... I mean, there's definitely, like, everyone's got, I guess, like a natural level of talent that you can build off of, you know, I maybe draw like twice a year um, and the quality kind of stays the same. But, it's, you know, it's just something for me. Um, yeah, yeah. But in terms of, you know, doing impactful things, you know, you don't need to be like a talented or a skilled individual. You just need to be willing to, to put the work in. Yeah, maybe we'll get into it sometime about... Um, the cave we blossomed from mm. um, to kind of uh, to show that you don't necessarily have to have any natural talent. You don't need any finances behind you. You don't need a huge support system or you don't really need to be anyone at all to do fucking anything. And um, yeah, maybe, maybe tell a couple of stories sometimes. Yeah, but the day will come. You know, all you gotta do is do it. You know, it's all hard work. All I anyone don't... ever focuses on is the end result. No one ever wants to look at everything that came before that. Mm. You know, you look at people that are like killing it at the Olympics, at like title holding fighters and all that kind of stuff. People watch them and they're like, they are absolutely incredible at what they do. And it's like, I'll never be that good. And it's like, well, they also were, you know, at a level where they probably pretty shit at it. But 
they just had the the determination and the drive to to not stop trying until they got to where they are you know and you got to do that with everything when you look at kobe bryant right everyone idealizes him idealizes him and yeah he had an absolute tragic um passing of passing away but about i think it was 12 13 years of age he played an entire summer and didn't score one basket He's like one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Like, and then add in his demeanor and and like the leadership that he's passed on to people outside of the sport of basketball. Like, not a single point, not a single one, all all friggin' summer. You're like, what, what was that guy naturally talented at it? No. Yeah, granted, he was taller than the average human, blah, 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 given some stuff from genetics but at the same time it's like no like you just gotta put your head down have that sense of purpose put your head down and work at it yeah you you need to be willing to fail that's that's the big thing that a lot of people aren't willing to kind of take on um use like weightlifting as an example you know if you set the goal of i want to be able to deadlift 200 kilos you're not just going to walk in, load up 200 on the bar and do it because you've willed it to be done. you got to spend, you know, the relevant to where you're at already, you know, weeks, months, years, like slowly slapping on a little bit at a time, building up. You take a couple of nudges at it. You may not succeed. You probably feel a bunch of the build up to it as well. And eventually, though, through perseverance, you'll get it. And you got to look at it as you know, you, you succeeded. It doesn't matter if you, you tried to do it 10 times or a hundred times and kept messing it up and not getting it because at the end of the day, you still, you still got it. You know, the goal was achieved. You got to fail to get to that point though. Yeah, man. And we're all writing a story, right? We're all writing our own story and you know, you're not going to be going to a movie or reading a book where it's like once upon a time, there was a lad called Craig. He had a great life. Got everything first time. At the end, you'd go ask the uh, the usher for the money back. You're like, that's a shite movie. Where's the plot twist? Where's where's the lessons he needed to learn? Where's the the triumph? Where's the struggle? Where's the hardships? Blah blah blah. But we get you get a little bit lost and caught in the clouds with all that. And you you maybe it's the whole society's fault. I don't know. But yeah. you, you idealize the result. Everyone wants the result. No one wants the process. It's it's all about the process, you know. Just just go and watch like Rocky, you know. There's a guy that by all rights should never should never get anywhere. And just take like the first movie, like as just just as itself, you know. And it's like the dude just like works hard. And he gets a shot at the title. And he doesn't even win. He loses, you know. But it's it's like hard work got him to the point that he had the opportunity to to fight the heavyweight champion of the world from being like a, a nobody and a loser to, to getting to that stage just through perseverance. And that in itself is the reward. You you don't need the result. You don't need the win. You just need to, to put the work in and enjoy the process of, of doing that. You know? Yeah, and it goes down to just being unwilling to quit. Right? Just be so stubborn that you ain't going to subside until whatever you wanted to pursue is is done you can touch it with your hands it 
it's over. Like, you know, did we ever think about quitting? Well, no, there's always doubt. There's always doubt. If anyone says they don't have any doubt with anything, they're bullshitting you. Like, there's always, um, like, there's two wolves, right? There's a devil and an angel on your shoulder. There's, there's a good and a bad one. And everyone's got that bad guy or that bad girl in their head. Everyone is thinking, oh, maybe I fuck that person over or maybe I go break the law or maybe I do this or whatever, you know. Maybe I eat shit food rather than good food. Whatever it is, in whatever context, there's always that conversation, that internal dialogue. And it's just being able to say, nah, like I put my head down to get this done. I have put it out there that this is going to be done. We put it out there that we're going to keep going and the bike ain't going to stop for 48 hours. And it's done. Like you just, hell or high water, you get it done. No matter what. You said you're going to do it and go do it. Because if we turned around and said we we're going to do it and then we got off, our word would mean nothing. So we can no longer use our word. It has no weight anymore. It has no sustenance to it. So if you say you're going to do something, Go fucking do it. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to add on top of that. That covers all of it. That's, yeah. On to the next one. On to the next one. Um, There's always another fight to, to fight. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%.